The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Thursday on Talking Cowboys. Here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star in Frisco. Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Chris Beam. I'm Kyle Yeomans as we continue to preview the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. It is week 15 of the NFL Woo! season. Isn't that wild? Wow. Last year, guess what? This would be the second to last game. <laughs> Whoa. It would. It'd be the penultimate game. Possibly. I guess. Yeah. We've yeah. been at this. You, you would have three left. Have three, We've been at this for five months. Been a minute. Could be two more months. Hey. Ooh. I see what you did there. <laughs> you never know. Hey. You never know. I like it. I like you that. I know. I like that shirt, Robbie. Well, thank you. It's nice. I like yours. It's I like nice. Heck's sweater. Yeah, Hex Weather is, is what I was going to point out. The cream. Is that the whale from Jonah? The mm-hmm. Jonah story? It is the Jonah story. <laughs> you said what? Just what it is. It just was it. Everybody ends up dressing nice on Thursdays. Mm. I think that's Mostly because I'm your security on Thursdays. You're my security? Uh, I, absolutely. Oh, stop. Have you seen, I, I assume that you guys haven't seen the lines of people that walk out this door, down the hallway, and into the garage. You've, you've seen it, Robert. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. We've all seen it. Mm. Yeah, yep. not not the truth. <laughs> not the truth. Are you calling all. me a fibber? Yes, you are a liar, my friend. Do you have private really. transportation when you cover these oh. games? <laughs> no, I do it not. It is the ESPN side over there. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. ESPN side over there. Heckma does. I don't get those same types of he perks, get all the luxuries. unfortunately. <sighs> but how's it going, Heckma? Peachy. Yeah, you feeling good? Yeah. Feeling wonderful. What That's about yourself? Good. I'm fantastic, my friend. Yeah, Swell-tastic. yeah, yeah. You want to yeah. talk about Dak? You want to talk about this offense? You want to give about me some it news? Right yeah, What's let's up, start, Let's start with news and notes. <laughs> right. With stacks, huh? Yeah, That's stacks. All right. <laughs> news and notes. Uh, pretty clean injury report for the Cowboys. We've covered the names already. Zeke was, in the, and they did a walkthrough yesterday because Isaiah. GPS numbers. Mm. It's a different time and era mm-hmm. these days. Um, GPS numbers. Yeah. Mike McCarthy says they're GPS numbers. A lot of guys on the team were through the roof in the Washington game. Mm-hmm. So Trying to scale it back a little scale bit. Scale it back a little bit. So I would imagine a more normal practice today. They were inside yesterday, turned out, because of the wind. Uh, but it looks like they're going to be outside today. Zeke was a full participant. So was um, – I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Tony Pollard? TP? Tony Pollard did not practice, oh. and it sounded like Mike thought he would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did not participate in the walkthrough. He was working off to the side during the open portion. Mm. Uh, Sean McCune was a full participant, I believe. And he's dealing with a neck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Tyron Smith did not practice, obviously, with the ankle injury. So that's all they got on the active roster right now. It's pretty good. It's a short list. It's definitely guys that you're thinking – Maybe there's something more to that, or at least with Tony Pollard, it's that's a big miss in a couple of different areas. But outside of the fact that it's not a very long list, you have to feel pretty good about it. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what Tony can do today. They sound, I would say, maybe cautiously optimistic. But if he can't get into practice this week, I don't, I don't know if he would go again this week. So basically, you're thinking limited today if he's going to try and find his way back? Or if he's not on the field today, do you think he's 
probably going to be out this week. I mean, Mike always says take it up to Saturday, but I think yeah, this would be an important day. The fact that he did not participate in the walkthrough was kind of strange. I don't. I mean, you know, Mike thought he would do something, um, but I guess maybe they just want to focus more on the rehab stuff with Britt yesterday. And today's more of a padded practice, more of a full deal. Should be. I'm not sure if it's padded, but yeah, okay. more of a full practice. Gotcha, gotcha. Well. Hopefully you get at least one of those two guys fully healthy and ready to go. We talked about the possibility of sitting Zeke yesterday, and I I feel like that was probably the most hot-button topic on social media mm. yesterday. Was I mean, I feel like my mentions, I don't know about you guys, was filled with fans either expressing concern of one game's not enough or saying, no, their competitors get after it and play. So it's definitely a debate amongst Cowboys Nation. But anything changed for you guys if Tony Pollard's not available either? Because we ca- we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but the more I sat on it, the more I thought Corey Clement and Jaquan Hardy does not make me feel comfortable with this run game, hmm. period. However, maybe not a healthy Zeke doesn't really make <laughs> me feel that great either uh, up at the top of the depth chart. I say sit him. <laughs> you haven't you haven't budged on I that? haven't budged not one bit. I don't have as many followers as you. I think I have five, and I think I got one person that mentioned this. So I'm at like 20 percentile right now. Wow. And um, but I think I, just like I stated yesterday, I believe that Dak and and uh, TP they both need to sit their butts down. Right. I'm not coming at their willingness to play. I'm talking about the training staff and the coaching staff, the decision makers, need to take it upon themselves to take those guys' competitiveness out of this particular game and ensure that they can get as healthy as can be going into the next week because we already know TP's injury, that's not going to get better by wearing wearing and tearing. Obviously, he's not even in walkthroughs. Okay, Now you got Zeke. We've seen what happens with Zeke over these past few weeks. He's not Zeke, and that's no fault to him. He's injured. He's not hurt. He is injured. There's a big difference. He is playing through an injury, and every time he takes a shot on that particular portion of his body, he feels it, and he has to go off the field. He Now, once that takes place, he now is, is, is relegated to simply just pass blocking. And we don't need Zeke out there as just a pass blocker when he could be utilizing that time to get healthier. And he's going to continue wearing a brace on that knee, right? Yeah. Is that what news was coming out yesterday? Yeah. He says the first time he's worn a brace since high school, and it actually helped him out. It didn't really constrict him that much. He, he did say, this is the best I've felt in a while. So, <laughs> he, he and he said last week, you're going to have to drag me off the field. Yeah. You know, that's – and he, one other thing he has said recently is he thinks in a few weeks this will get back to 100%. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's something obviously that's affecting him, but – I don't see him not playing in this game, and I would, I would play anybody who's healthy enough to play in this game to try to, offensively to try to get everybody back rolling again. And this is an opportunity. We'll get into it where I think maybe they can get the running game going this week. What do you think? Now you did say that you you don't trust Corey, Corey Clement in this offense. Are you saying like you feel much better with? Obviously, our, our starters. Yeah, obviously feel better with the starters, even maybe a hampered Zeke over those two guys. Yeah, and I think in place of Tony Pollard and everything he's going through with the plantar, the Corey Clement, to me, uh, especially in these games right here, I feel comfortable with him uh, – you know, coming in to to spell uh, Zeke, I, I think he has some really good runs. I, I look for him to have better production uh, against the Giants if they decide to sit Pollard. I think Pollard is the X factor in our running game right now. Change of pace that we definitely will need going into the playoffs. Whatever's being said about Zeke, I think I, I leave it up to Britt Brown and all the people that have said so many wonderful things about him as a trainer, this staff, and them protecting players. And with the way that this 
team has talked about Mike McCarthy as a coach. They label him as a player's coach, and I guess that's a good sign from your team just basically saying that he looks out for us. I don't see him putting Zeke in a situation that if it wasn't going to get any better, he had any chances of hurting himself, he wouldn't be playing. So, I mean, we talked about that at length yesterday, but this running game going over the next four going into the next four games, we've got to get some type of synergy going with that because we haven't had much. Now, do you think the offensive line up front is better suited this week, with the exception of Tyron Smith, if they were to go with Connor Williams at establishing the run game? Well, I mean, come on now. Just be honest with yourself. When, you know, Connor McGovern hasn't given you much better than what Connor Williams was given before. Mm -hmm. And um, he struggled last game. If you just watch him, he, you know, a lot of the pressure that was in Dak's face was coming right over the top of that left tackle position. We still have to play Philly. Uh, And if you guys don't remember, like, we had some problems with them up front as well, even though, hey, that may not be a game with much ramification, but when you go into the playoffs, look, the front of your offensive line right now is struggling, and if they don't want to give credence to that, at least look at the film and see how Biotish and McGovern are, are, are struggling. The last three games after this Giants game, Washington's front, still going to be nasty. Yeah. The Cardinals' front, definitely nasty. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got the Philadelphia Eagles, who we've yeah. already seen that so far. Yeah, so yeah. You're right. This is the one week where you feel like you have an opportunity to set your stage for the final three games on your offensive line. And Jerry Jones talked about it on the fan earlier in the week, speaking to there's got to be some sort of continuity here. There's got to be some sort of of thought process, comfort, comfort level, and they don't have that right now at the offensive line. Yeah, Mike said something interesting a couple of days ago where because he's been Mr. Continuity, like you could just give him that nickname. So uh, yeah, did I say complimentary drink or con- yeah, either, either way, either one, either one. <laughs> uh, he wants continuity on his offensive line. In fact, he went as far as say last year when everybody broached the idea of hey, everybody's banged up, maybe kick Zach Martin out to right tackle. He called that fantasy football nonsense. Um, <laughs> now they've switched a lot around the line this year, and he did say recently that like yes, continuity is important. But in so many words, like you got to have the production too. So he's not opposed to switching things around if they need to find the right mix. They're still looking for that right mix. They have not figured it out since um, I don't know four or five weeks ago, and part of it's injuries, you know. And there's Tyron out again, so you're just going to have to make do on the left side. Where, where does a change in that mindset come from in a coaching staff? In regards to what? To going from one year of saying, "Hey, there's an entire." thought process of having the same five guys same five was the big topic of conversation last year and then this year it's "Ah, let's just pick and choose back (laughs) back and forth if you're if those five guys aren't getting it done then everything's on the table Mm -hmm. because your job as a coach is to put the best product on the field you could argue they didn't get it done last year though last year they they, they, everybody (laughs) was getting sniped last year i mean last year was just a (laughs) man i don't even know what you want to call that but if you're not being successful, that doesn't mean continue to beat your head against the wall. Mm. That means continue to try to find a way to be competitive. You know, there's a culture of competitiveness now within this organization. So if you're not doing your job efficiently and effectively so that everybody else around you can be successful, then you are you are in a position where you can lose your spot. So that's exactly what happened with Connor Williams. He brought in his Connor bro. Connor bro came <laughs> in, and Connor bro got beat up too. You know, I think we saw that last game. He was getting he was getting got and driven into the backfield. So guess what? Now you're not doing what you need to do, so we're going back to Connor or bro number one, okay, he possibly, right? And he could be having an opportunity that he lost originally. Hopefully, he won't want to lose that opportunity again. So that's that's just the position that you're in, and I think that's how you, you change that mindset. Mike has said uh, the stats, he's a big stat analytics guy, 
you win more games when you've got the same five all season long. Mm -hmm. uh, the continuity on the offensive line is maybe more important than anything. Uh, yep. But it's easier to say continuity five years ago when you got Travis Frederick as your center and <laughs> uh, Tyron's not missing games and Lyle's not suspended. You mean and all three that. all pro guys? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and then don't let's not forget Lyle Collins had to sit a few games with the suspension. So it just hasn't been the normal deal. And it's and they are young up the middle too. You just you want know? to drive a, a stake into the heart of all Cowboys fans of reminding them the days of old of this offensive line. I mean, they they were that was as dominant an offensive line since yeah. the '90s. Wait, or, or when you, Isaiah was was on the team in in the, kind of the mid aughts. Are like you now. saying that this offensive line isn't the same old Cowboys oh, offensive what? line? <laughs> I think they're in transition in a couple spots. Okay. I think they're still very good in certain spots. But that Zach Martin is a I, probably a future Hall of Famer. Tyron Smith is still very good when he's healthy, but they're young in a couple spots, and they're still trying to figure things out. And they've even tried to figure out the right tackle position because Lyell has missed so much time due to injury the last couple of years. It's been a line more in transition than the stability that they enjoyed yes. when Garrett was here. Is Lyell's time coming to a close in a Cowboys uniform? <laughs> no. No? No. Uh-uh. I, I don't believe so. I, I believe that Lael has an opportunity over these, we talk about the next four games, yep. to solidify himself and get maybe out of the doghouse from some of the coaches. I think his reputation may have taken a hit with what happened, uh, the suspension. Uh, but you saw him being a missing piece last year. Let's not fool ourselves, man. Still did the best he could last year, and we saw the same musical chairs of the offensive line. That continuity, take a drink, didn't happen last year, and we're seeing a lot of it happen this year. But still, going back to Tyron Smith, look, man, he's when healthy, he's the best in the business, period. All yeah. right? And there are a lot of people, obviously, when the draft show starts, that's where they're going to start pinpointing. Hey, we need to start getting the tackle in that transition that you're talking about. Maybe it's time to start thinking about the heir apparent uh, to that position. But right now, man, I just like making this run, getting guys healthy. We've gone through this season without giving any credence to how much this offensive line has been hurting in certain positions. And that's what sucks, I think, about this specific instance because you said win healthy I hate that asterisk because Tyron Smith has not been healthy and that's a not just a 2021 deal that's over the last five six years of his career but you're right number two rated pass blocker in all of football when he is available and ready to go and that's what you're missing whenever he's not available I mean that it doesn't get much better than that I am going to disagree with my young fellow over here mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Oak Cliff I believe that uh, that guy the Collins job is on it's, it's on Rocky Rocky Road right now. Mm. And the reason being is because the inconsistency. I think the reason being because of what happened um, with his appeal and all that jazz. And then also, when you look at the comments last week, there's somebody posed a question to Jerry Jones and it said, hey, you know, who's going to be playing right tackle? Is it going to be Steele? Is it going to be – he said, I don't really care who's out there. He said, yeah. I'm kind of paraphrasing, right? He, he said, I don't really – in so many words, I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me. I'm like, ooh, that's not what Jerry would say about Collins in the past. Right, so that leads me to believe that if they're if he's if he's able to to comment that easily in a, in response to a question and not say that hey call you know it's Collins for sure that's my that's my guy he said it doesn't really matter to me oh that lets you know that your job's up for position up, up for up for grabs yeah I don't know if perception is always reality in a situation like that nope. with what he said I, all I'm saying is if you look over the league and you look in college it offensive linemen don't grow on trees they're not the easiest to find especially nope. guys that can run block uh, Leo Collins is a strong able 
right tackle. He's had his struggles coming back from the labrum surgery, but he is not a talent that I'm willing to say just because you had this problem, we're going to toss or you know read in between the lines of what's being said about him. I'm looking at the production on the field. He's had some struggles. As they all have had struggles. We've even seen Zach Barton, the guy that we say is a Hall of Famer straight up, have struggles uh, this year. So, look, I'm just looking at it from this approach. Let's get these guys, let's get Tyron Smith healthy, and let's make a run. All right? That's that's my my whole thing. And mm-hmm. if Leo Collins is a part of the conversation next year, then obviously we'll start talking about that next year. But right now, <laughs> right now, the, you know, we have him. I, I think you all are both right because I think – Go back to Thanksgiving Day, and and Mike McCarthy said that uh, Terrence still had earned the right to start at right tackle. So I mean, there's a competition there. <laughs> but I'm I'm with Heck in terms of like going forward. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what the cap situation would be if if they were to move on from Lyle Collins. But to me, with Tyron, with those those injuries. This is a popular topic this yeah. this week, along with is Micah Parsons the next LT? Mm. What's wrong with Dak? Those mm. are the three things. What, what do you do with Tyron and, and offensive tackle next year? Yeah, I'd look at drafting that position for some depth, keep developing Terrence Steele. How about Lyle Collins taking some reps at left tackle starting way back in the spring yep. yeah. and get him ready to be available on that side? Because, yeah, because, I mean, I he's a vet. You know, He's a vet that could play that position, has played that position in his life, just not in the NFL. No, that's a really good point because if you want to look at that continuity, take a drink, moving forward, you feel like there's an opportunity there for maybe Lyle Collins to, to fit into that spot. Left tackle, not left guard. Mm-hmm. Either one. Just, I, no, no, just, no, I'm just, you know, I, I just wanted I like, to make sure I was following that as left tackle. I'm, I'm, I got just, you. I'm just thinking, you know, if you're trying to shore up that position, knowing because t- to me, Tyron Smith is the starting left tackle yes. again next year. But he has missed games every season since 2015. So have him ready. Have have Lyle ready, more ready to play that position. I think you know maybe this year he, they're just trying to get him back from the injury last year, and then came the suspension and all that. You know, let's maybe give him an opportunity on the left side. That's just me talking. I like that idea. Either yeah, either like or, honestly, I would put him at left guard if if you had more time, if you had an off season to train him into that and get him ready for that. I would put him at left guard, but. That's just me playing fantasy football like my <laughs> Yeah, that's what you're doing. <laughs> All right, when we come back, what's wrong with Dak? It's a hot-button uh, hot topic. We're going to talk about it when we come back on Talking Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. 
So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United Ag and Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right now at jobs at caliber.com. At, that's jobs at caliber.com. you got to be easier with that wallet. Nice. Bam. Right on the top of the table. Earthy. Earthy. If you guys don't hurry up and join the Caliber Collision team, Isaiah Stanback's going to go do it for you. I'm trying. I'm trying to tell you, man. Y'all better go get this money. Mm-hmm. They they spending money making sure that y'all know that they are willing to give out money. Mm. Who doesn't need money at the holidays too? Man, exactly, know? exactly. The holidays. Christmas is less than ten days away. Bam. Everybody. Yep. Nine days as of today. You ever check everything off the list? Oh, wow. uh, no, I'm not done yet. Okay, why? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I've got a little work to do. Yeah. I've got a Saturday. I know, I know Heckman's done. Heckman got it done. Heckman. Done what? All your Christmas, Christmas shop. shop. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> You're no. the only one that's done. I thought done. Mr. Orgy. <laughs> no. I just knew you were going to have your list like done like two <laughs> months ago. Don't even. Man. That's it. That's a anxiety-filled thing. Oh my! Yeah. You see it bubbling up. <laughs> yeah. no, normally, I'm that guts. guy. No, typically, I'm that guy, right? But I think with all the distribution and uh, issues that they that they're having, I knocked it out like a month and a half. Most of it, a month and a half, two months ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, screwed. I'm screwed. I'm screwed. <laughs> you're you're going to be the, the guy in the store on Walgreens. Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, whatever sponsor. Whatever sponsor yeah. we have. Yeah. Yeah, yep. last second. That's mm, me. That's you? I love it. Dang it. A couple of other news off the no or Hot off wheels. off of the the field yesterday for the Cowboys. The Cowboys are planning to submit a proposal detailing what a combine in North Texas would look like. 2023 NFL Combine. They want to host it here at the Star in Frisco. That looks that you off a little that bit. That would make me really upset. Yeah. I would love it for for Cowboys fans that are here because the Combine's a lot of fun and I'm hoping that there that brings a, a level of fan engagement, but as somebody who loves Indianapolis, I would be left out. I'd be pretty sad. Dude, this is a boon. This would be a boon for That'd the star. You awesome. No, it's huge. I'm not saying I'm saying for myself, for me personally. For everyone that's a Cowboys fan, it is phenomenal. What's going on? I think it'll be really Jerry Indy? listening to the show right yeah, now. Well, why yeah. Indy? What? What's what's up with you and your love for Indy? Yeah, I what? like yeah. Indy. I like that trip going out there. That was it's one of terrible favorites. going out there for the combine. It's a cold okay, weather but guy. You were in a combine yeah. and you were in probably the medical checks for half of the week. Exactly. And then I, I had I to go not, back. I am not. <laughs> In the medical, you, you had to go oh, run. You had the you had the injury <laughs> yeah, coming in. Yeah, Frank. So yeah. it, was yeah. me, it was me and Adrian Peterson sleeping back to back, waiting for an MRI. <laughs> like like it was God. not fun. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. See, not as much fun for you. No. More fun for us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You just but, want to go back to St. Elmo's, huh? Oh, yeah. It was so bad. Don't even mention that. That made me even more upset. <laughs> that place is awesome. So we went there. That was the steakhouse, right? Yeah. So during the Super Bowl. We our offense went to dinner at the, at that place, but we had to walk from the hotel mm-hmm. down to St. Elmo's or whatever the place is called, down the middle of the street. Can you imagine trying to walk the entire 
Giants offense football team all the way all the way down there, and we're all all the offensive linemen are like surrounded around Eli and try to block people off from getting to Eli. Oh, it no. was hilarious. It was wow. Yeah, you got a lot of large humans walking down the middle of the street. Oh, that's what it's man, like walking cool. David Hellman down the. Street I believe it out there. I believe yeah, it. We got to just or make walking sure you that to the parking lot after no, the show. Same. Um, not so much. Not so much. You, you know what? It, it, it's it makes sense that the Cowboys would be in the mix here. Oh yeah. Because Dallas century located just like Indianapolis, mm-hmm. middle of the country. Uh, Baylor Scott and White right here. They mm-hmm. got the medical Huge. facilities. So yeah, it's it's cool that they want to get in on this. And Let's they've go. got the hotel. They've got the entertainment. There's so many di- different yeah. things to do. And they've got like four different fields they can work off of. It would be an ideal place for the oh, so for the, the, NFL the, the star, not, not the stadium, not the stadium, the star. It would be oh. right outside these doors. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. it'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be phenomenal. The height right for, there. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's that's interesting, and the other one was the the fact that the Cowboys signed a deal to become the second, or Mexico is now the second home of the Dallas Cowboys. Viva so Mexico. That's a lot of exciting things yep. off the field. As for on the field, what's going on with this offense, and mm. what are they going to look like against the Giants' defense? So, mm. Heckma, when you've been diving into the film this week and looking at the Giants' defense going up against the Cowboys' offense, where do you feel like they can get back on track quickest, the run game or through the air? I think both. <laughs> I think this is a this is a game where you can get them both going, but I particularly would enjoy the running game getting back on track. I think that would answer a lot of the questions that we've been uh, contemplating uh, about this team, but running game uh, is going to be first. I think they have a lot of guys that are hurt up front, Austin Johnston, Leonard Williams, a lot of questionable guys, a lot of guys that are out on IR. Mm-hmm. This team just does not look the same uh, anymore roster-wise. Um, Look, I, I just feel as though for for all of the criticism that Dak has been getting, um, obviously we've talked a lot about the offensive line. We've talked a lot about the running game, the miscommunication that's going on with the receivers. And, and, and I really, Isaiah, I think when, when you look at the, this team and just the simple high school read option routes, you know, mm-hmm. combo routes, things like that, that you see, even on the one where you were saying where Dak threw it into uh, coverage and looked bad, that was actually a bad read by Michael Gallup. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to run the slant uh, on, that, on that route. Where is, how is it that now at this point of the season yeah. that these wide receivers are starting to have miscommunication? I, I can't say. Is it practice or just not yeah. having the same guys on the field and not understanding the X to Y and Z position? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I really can't stand on a, on a pedestal right now and say that they're having miscommunication. I, I I don't want to stand on there and say that because I don't know all the ins and outs of what happens in that locker room and the meeting rooms. But I do know that the running game, their lack thereof, is having a major effect over this offense's development. And I went back and I watched, I think, like four or five games last night and went back to the, the Tampa game. I went back to the New England game, just some of the better statistical games um, for the offense in Dak. And I also went back and looked at some of the not-so-good <laughs> games as well where he had a 50-some-odd QBR rating. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I went back and looked at those things, and I looked at it, and what I'm <laughs> going to what I'm what I'm going to say it's coming over our side. <laughs> what I'm going to say is not going to be received well by most. Say it with your chest. As I go back and look at the games, even going back to Week One, Dak, and I've said this in the past. I can stand. I can say this. Dak was not the most <laughs> accurate guy on earth. His, and I look at hit the velocity of his balls. A lot of the velocity. And this is going back before the calf injury too. So I was trying to You're really talking about game one Tampa. I'm Bay. I'm talking about game one Tampa Bay. I'm talking about New England game. I'm talking about all these. You know, all the games where he was 
quote unquote balling out. I'm looking at the balls. The balls are dying out. The, play, the receivers are making great plays. They're making great catches. Opportunities were 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 missed on, on, um, in terms of location. And I'm looking. I'm like, okay, so that's when he was having good games. And I went and looked at the bad games. I'm like, it's more the same. The mechanics weren't really weren't that much different, right? His release point is a little bit higher now in terms of not. Finishing the throw, okay. He's releasing it higher and not really pulling it down to be able to get that thing on track, uh, like we saw last game with the interception to Collins. Mm-hmm. But mechanically and fundamentally, is his his footwork isn't much different. His drive off his back leg isn't much different. His delivery isn't. He he has all the same mechanics. So I'm looking. I'm like, what the heck is different? New England major. I don't have an exact percentage. Majority of the passes in the New England game came off of play action. Majority of the plays that they had passing wise that were successful came off of play action. And the reason why those plays opened themselves up is because of what? The, run. the running game. Mm-hmm. I totally so, agree. So totally um, agree. as I dive more into this, this running game is having a greater effect on Dak than we than we are led to believe because Dak hasn't been the most accurate passer. Now, his statistics are going to say something different. Yeah. I'm talking about in terms of just being detailed as a quarterback, delivery, location of the ball. His receivers have been making plays, and there have been a lot of missed opportunities because of his lack of velocity and, and accuracy. That's I'm just going to stand and say that. No, and I think you have a, a fantastic point because we talked about it on this show lot, following yeah. the Tampa Bay game, and we kind of got killed for it. But yeah. it you would normally think it would be reversed, right? You yeah. would think that the rust of, of coming off of an injury and kind of finding a groove would have happened in weeks one through seven. Well, weeks one through seven, they were the number one offense far and above in all of football. Mm-hmm. So why is it now that it, that's the point? And I think you brought up the point of the, the run game not being – Strong, not being what it was, I think it does. I think it does have an effect on Dak Prescott moving forward. Yeah, there's more pressure on him too um, when you're in sec- more in second and longs, more third and longs. It's, you know, the third down percentage has been really bad the last five games, and I think it is is related to the run game. So, um, and I th- look like. The gentleman from Wyoming crushed us. Not crushed us, but <laughs> no, say how he did it. He, he crushed us. He got after us. Told yeah. us not Stop to make excuses. making excuses. And I don't think I I don't think the show is making excuses for Dak Prescott. I think we've said he he made some really bad decisions in the game. Obviously, two picks in the game. He's got to make you know cleaner plays in the passing game. No question about it. But we talked about the offensive line, the protection, establishing the line of scrimmage, getting the run game going. Uh, Mike McCarthy said on the last interception where Dalton Schultz was open, the spacing with the wide receivers wasn't as good as it should have been. You mentioned one missed play there. Saints game, C.D. Lamb didn't run the right route, apparently. They would have had a touchdown the first quarter. Brian Baldinger is an independent media guy, and he broke it down. He said there's a lot of other stuff offensively Mm -hmm. that's not going right, Mm -hmm. in addition to the fact that Dak can play better. So it's a lot of things. I'm not afraid to be called an excuse maker, though, just because you're pointing out that there's other things oh. in addition to, yeah. hey, quarterback that, by the way, and everybody wants to point this out, he makes $40 million a year. Mm-hmm. He's got to play better. Yes, he does. No, the criticism, and I, I think he would welcome the yeah. criticism. Uh, we're 9-4. All right, we're yeah. at the top of the division. Uh, I love having that as the thought process, and not like last year when it was like, "Oh, we've got a three-game win streak," but we were three and nine. No, it's the opposite. No, we're it's nine and four. We're a little upset, but and we're nine and four. And, and, and to the people that obviously don't want to use the, the statistics on where we are offensively, second in the league, total on offense, rushing that everything that's missing. We're sixth in the league in rushing. Um, here's my problem 
with the criticism of Dak. And I, I feel like it becomes heavily subjective as it goes along. And everyone starts to move the goalposts, whether they want to take a sample size of five games, six games, whatever it is. Right now, he's still on pace to have a 4,000 passing season. Mm. Um, even with all of that, you go back to his first season in the league. He's 13-3. and three. You get a uh, home field advantage and a bye. Obviously, we lose to Green Bay in that game. But still, a lot of that was due to the, the quarterback play. A lot of people want to say he was an overglorified bus driver, but still rookie of the year accolades, all of those seven multi- seven games with multiple touchdowns, and he's only built on that over the season. Mechanics be damned, it, this what I'm saying. He's one of those guys that has to work harder than most because of where he was drafted to be better or even be considered amongst the elite in this league. But he's shown you time and time again, even with people that just want to say, oh, he's, his leadership skills are just uncanny. No, he is. As far as fourth quarter comebacks, he's one of the best in Cowboys history. No doubt. Okay? So something about Dak Prescott has earned him the, the right to be the quarterback of the, of the, the uh, Dallas Cowboys, but also all of the criticism that comes with saying, well, you know what, Kellen just needs to take some of those audibles away from him and just call the play and he has to run the play. You wouldn't say that about Aaron Rodgers. You wouldn't say that about any of the other court, Patrick Mahomes. You wouldn't throw that out there. Nobody would say, oh, well, Dak, is, he's, he looks a little overwhelmed. Since when? Since when? You know, from, from what, taking over this team for Tony Romo and keeping him on the bench? Overwhelmed then? <laughs> I'm just, I mean, come on. It, but, but look, Tony, he was awesome. I'm not saying he, no, no shade at Tony. But I'm just saying, everything that he's done, why now when you get to this point is, oh, he's broken. That's something we need to think about. About did he really deserve it? Mm-hmm. Everything is moving back and forth, but nobody gives credence to the numbers that he has and what his schedule, what his what the nine and four record is right now. And it's always been that way for Dak too. Why it was that way for Tony too, going back as well because not as much for as not it is as for much Dak. for Dak, but also Dak Prescott the contract deal. That's what has everybody up in arms is because there was a solid contingency of people that didn't believe that he had earned that right. I wasn't one of those. I wanted to pay Dak. I agree with everything you just said it but now it's an opportunity to say haha i told you so as quickly as they can but it's too early <laughs> it's way too early for that everybody yeah. here believes dak's gonna get back on track mm-hmm. right it may be as soon as this week they had a season high 44 points against the giants the first time around they also ran the hell out of the ball in that game <laughs> 200 yards on the ground 201 and and the Giants have not defended the run as well as most teams in the league this year, just by the stats. So maybe this is it. But that brings me to my next question of how imperative is it for them to get back on track this week because of what they know is ahead of them the final three weeks of the year? They have to. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I, I don't have any, any rebuttal to anything that Heckman said in mm-hmm. terms of stats and the records, and that's all fine and dandy. That, my thinking... I'm 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 very analytical. I was, I'm analytical with myself. I'm analytical with anybody else. It's actually my job to be analytical, right? You're so, big stats guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, big stats guy. I've been I've said for a long time. I've I've spoken in regards to Dak's accuracy, even going back to when I said Andy Dalton is a more accurate passer. All those things. I stand behind all those things that I've said previously. I, again, as I go back and I watch this film, there these his guys are making plays, and there are a lot of balls that were falling as incomplete back then that are no longer falling as incomplete. They're now falling as interceptions. And the luck that you had early on with those early mistakes, you're not getting as lucky anymore. 
compound that with the fact that you don't have a running game, now defenses now have enough film to know what frustrates you and what causes you more issues. If they know that you're not throwing as accurately as you possibly could, can be, right? If they know that you are now having a lack of confidence, which he he has right now, I believe, and he doesn't have the confidence that he had when he was balling. It it is just not there. Hopefully he gets that back this week, right? Players go up and down with their confidence. Right now he's not that that confident-wise. They compound that with the fact that they know he's not confident. They are going to present problems to him, and those opportunities are going to become more plentiful. They're going to start taking more advantage of those opportunities. The balls that were falling over their heads, now Collins is jumping up and grabbing them, right? There should have been two more interceptions in that particular game against Washington where he threw it right in guys' chests. Not even just guys had to go make plays, right? I've talked about how some guys earn interceptions, some guys just fall into them. There was two right there that guys really could have just fell into. I go back to those games where he was balling, and there was still those same things were popping up, and they were just falling incomplete. And nobody looks at them. But do you validate the drops by the? the Absolutely, no. The, the drops are the drops have to stop. Yeah, the drops have to stop. I, I take no responsibility off of those guys. There's yeah. been a lot of drops. Yeah, a lot of drops. CDs had a lot of drops. Noah Browns had a lot of drops. These guys are dropping, and they're dropping them in key situations. Mm-hmm. So that, that Kansas City game sticks out of my absolutely. mind. Absolutely, there were multiple. Yeah, drops no. In that this game. is yeah. and to, to Rob's point, we said this yesterday too. This is not just a DAC problem. This is not a, this is an offensive line not blocking up and getting too many doggone pressures in Dak's face. This is not our, our, our unhealthy backfield where the guys can't run the ball. This is guys dropping the ball. This is a quarterback not throwing the ball accurately, right? Maybe those, some of those drops are coming because they're on the back shoulder, and when he does throw it on the money, they drop it, right? So now he's trying to figure out how can I make it easier for these guys to receive the ball. Is it too much velocity? Do I need to take some off? Do I need to put it ahead of them? Do I need to put it behind? There's so many elements to this game in terms of being successful with throwing the ball in the air. That's why teams like running the ball on the ground yeah that, that I mean I appreciate that from you know the aspect of it's not all on deck there's so many things that happen and I, I like what Zeke said man it's 11 of us out there yeah. you know we all got to get involved on fixing this offense yep. and I just don't feel as though you know we it was the, it's the weirdest thing for me on this side guys that every week uh, the narrative has changed, you know, whether it be, you know, Dan Quinn's defense needs a lead in order to win. You know, mm-hmm. this offensive line is all it, Dak is still hurting. You know, all of these things that it changes each and every week. So we won the game on Sunday. And this is the first week that I've ever felt like, did we win? You know, coming back because of the criticism. And I want for it to be noted that I, I'm just like, when I look at it, look, there are so many other things that are happening behind the scenes or, or in the game that I don't think people are pointing out and saying, how in the hell can he get rid of the ball or how can he be pinpoint accurate with Allen literally in his lap? Yeah. No, and I, and I and I just can, I I disregard those plays when I when I'm being analytical about this team, right, and not even just about Dak. I'm looking at it as, is this type, is this quality of play good enough to win playoff games? That's how I look at it. Right I don't know about everybody else. I think that's how a no, lot of that's, people that's, are looking. That's at how it. I look yeah, at it, and, yeah, and yeah. I have a different perspective than, than just fans do. Right, this level of football does not get it done in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and that's my reality, and that's gonna that's their reality. They have to play better in a lot of positions. But if you're not playing good ball at the quarterback position, name one team that goes far in the playoffs where that doesn't have a quarterback that's playing well. Mm-hmm. That and they did create a standard the first half of the season. Like they can be unstoppable if they play a certain way. And teams have adjusted defensively. I think you, you, you spoke to it. I mean, it does seem like less blitzing, more coverage, and, you know, 
take away the big stuff. And that's 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 what teams are doing. And and for the most part, since the bye week, teams have had success doing that, especially the better defenses. Have. The blueprint. At some point yeah, in the season. I mean, you know, like I we kinda <laughs> I kinda laughed at that stuff. But you know what? Teams are having success. You know? So You did laugh at that when I asked that question. Yeah. I mean yeah. Because well, they came okay. back the next week against Atlanta and just and, and, and won by them. forty. But then after that, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't so easy sledding. No, so, yeah. well, we'll see what it is on Sunday when we come back. Let's talk about the Giants and what kind of defense they're going to throw at the Cowboys and what kind of adjustments they can make on that side of football. When we come back on Talking Cowboys, want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone. Even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more Essilor on Talking Cowboys. Oh, man. Oh, the dance. There it is. You thought you were going to get it. I was waiting. You thought you were going to get it. I thought, I thought we were going to wait for it. I thought it was going to be yes. nice. Finger pointing. <sighs> Final segment here Talking Cowboys. We're running close on time. Ekma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Chris Beam, Kyle Yeomans. And let's finish this thing up on a strong note and actually talk a little bit about the Giants because we've talked all Cowboys today, which is not a bad thing by any means, hence the name of the show. But let's talk about what the Giants bring to the table. Isaiah, where is the strength of their defense? Front seven, secondary, none of the above, all of the above. Where is it at? Uh, Their defensive front. Okay. Their defensive front is the strength of their team. Uh, their defense. Um, they have some guys that can present some problems. You know, uh, Leonard Williams and guys of of such. Um, who's the other gentleman that Dexter Lawrence? Dexter mm-hmm. Lawrence. Yep. Um, who's the young buck though? Aziz Ojolari. There you go. I wasn't going to be able to say that name. Mm-hmm. So um, he's he's balling. He has a good what six sacks, I believe. 
something like that. that. Um, so he's a, he's a problem, and they have to obviously our offensive line right now. Nothing on offense can get going without an offensive line. Can we just stay stand on that statement, please? All right, stood on. Agreed. The running game will be nothing without offensive line playing. With continuity, okay, and uh, passing game is slim to none, and then that falls back on Dak's ability to deliver the ball with confidence and accuracy. If the offensive line isn't playing well, so everything starts with the offensive line, and it trickles down from there. If they can take care of business, I feel very confident that we could put up a forty burger as long as Zeke is resting. Eight sacks for Aziz Ojolari. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> wow. uh, put that in put there. That in there. Yeah, you just really quick. I, <laughs> really even, I didn't even hear uh, it until Heckma said something about <laughs> slide, it. Uh, three, three sacks against Carolina in a game for Aziz Ojolari. He's had eight on the season, but eight. his lowest grade as a pass rusher all year long has been against the Dallas Cowboys, hmm. according to PFF. So. We own you. Yeah, so he uh, he at least didn't he have any luck Zach the Martin first time type. around. Yeah, he uh, yes, he is on He's Zach Martin. Switch sides this game. Yeah, he may flip back over, go to the left <laughs> this time. So, what do you what have you seen, Rob? I'm just curious to see if they can run the ball as effectively the Cowboys as last time, because you know the Giants are going to say, look, not not this time, not 200 yards again. So, can they get it rolling? Are they going to allow them to get it rolling? And uh, and Mike spoke to this yesterday. And it wasn't a problem in the first game. They put up 44 points. But the Giants do play all these all these different fronts and give you all these exotic looks. So how does that? How do they handle that? How does how does that young group inside handle that up front? Got it. Yeah, I, I just want to break their will, um, impose our will on them, uh, get this running game back, like we've all stated. Um, what Isaiah was talking about the, the the strength of their team is definitely their defensive front. Aziz Ojolari, as you mentioned, obviously coming off the edge and the exotic looks that they have. They go three, four, four, three. They play it all. Um, but I just want to see Dak take these guys out of this two safety high. I think it's just disrespectful uh, the way the teams are playing him and loading the box. Uh, and I think that a steady running game is going to give them that. Um, it's funny to me how once we came back from the Saints game, now Kellen is starting to employ more employ more of the jumbo package and the Saints is a team that has, a, you know, they come with six, seven offensive linemen up front. And now we're doing the same thing. So if this is a copy and paste league, we're going to take that and let's add that to That's our playbook. But I want to see I want to see us do a lot of that. And I want to see Kellen get back in his bag. Mm-hmm. And whether it be from just, you know, and I said this, and, and I don't know how well it was received, but dialing the playbook back because you're going to play the Washington football team twice in three weeks. Maybe you don't want to show them everything all at one time. And you also have noticed that the entire league is adjusting to your playbook. So, you know, look, maybe they're, they're dialing it back a little bit to obviously ramp it back up in the playoffs. But right now, with the way that this offense is look is looking, man, you just got to go back into those back pages and get those plays going again. I think Kellen getting back on track is my number one thing Hello. as well. Because that's it's got to happen this game. I mean, you're going to face a team that just shut you down last week in Week 16. So get back on track here, then crescendo that to the rest of the season. That's, That's what you've got to do. And, and Dalton Schultz. And Dalton Schultz, yeah, he needs to play better as well. But let's talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> we've got a Say It With Your Chest Friday Are on the ready? docket. It's almost Friday Jeez, already. Week gosh. 15 already. We're going to be back already. 9 a.m. Central Time tomorrow morning here on DallasCowboys.com. So for Chris Beam in the back, for Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!